are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey, hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We have a great show for you guys today. We have Scream Queen Jessica Cameron coming on, and then we have actor Chris Browning coming on. It's going to be a great star-studded show. And before we get started, let's say hi to everybody. Starting off with a hello from our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I'm glad you know that about me. Okay, say hi, because we got to keep going. I'll say hi when I feel like it. You're not paying me enough to say hi quickly. Okay, so then we also want to say hi. Actually, it pays me nothing. I work for free. I want to like say hi to the man behind the boards. We got uh, in uh, Philadelphia, we have Scotty J. What's up, Scotty J? What's happening, guys? Hey, hey, hey. And then we've got at the W4CY Studios in Wellington, Florida, we have uh, uh, Danielle. Hello, Danielle. Hello. Who wants to marry Dean Kane? I, I do. <laughs> Didn't you like say you were hot for Gene Kane, Superman? No. When did you hear that? Oh, I must have dreamt it. We haven't even talked about Superman. <laughs> no, but, but listen, every man that comes on our show, she wants to ball. So what do I know? No, last week Scott though, he he is uh, my main prize. I'm, oh yeah. Where oh, do you yeah. where do you see when uh, uh, what the hell is his name? Kane comes on. Yeah, it should be a He's lot of Superman. Fun. Lois and Superman. Remember the TV show? Yes. He's coming on. We met him at a thing last week, and he's fabulous. We bonded. He's just like a regular guy, a good Joe. And he's, awesome. sing and he's single, and he's looking for a nice girl. And I like to cosplay, too, so win-win for me. Yeah, there you go. What did, what'd she say? She likes to cosplay. What is that? That's like when you dress up like people. Explain what? cosplay, Danielle. I don't even know how to explain it, because I don't right. do it. Like when you dress as a nurse? No, 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 no. <laughs> And like, and you go no, to, no, no. Okay, so you know you go to like Comic Con, SuperCon, and all those. Oh, 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 you go masquerade. You go as the Mario Brothers or somebody. You go in masquerade. That's old English. I I know that kind of language. Okay, so you go to these parties in masquerade. It's costume play. Oh, I thought it was like when you go as a nurse to ball somebody. You know how you walk in as a nurse. That could be cosplay too, but that's a different kind. That, but that's what she does. Danielle plays a nurse. Sometimes she plays a hooker. Once she played a she fire. To play she the, played a fire. Man once. She likes to play the person who gets arrested by the policeman because she has a that thing for she cop thing. And they <laughs> he handcuffs her, he throws her on the bed, the usual stuff. So hang on, we got a chat room full of people. Let's say hi. We got Teresa Sabin in Florida. What's up, Teresa? Hey, Teresa. Thank uh, you for all the posts that you do of me. I really appreciate it. And thank you for all the likes that you put on my junk I put on Then Facebook. we have Cindy Lady Lake from Lady Lake Thank Music. Thank you, What's Cindy, up, Cindy Lady Lake, Yay. for all of your kind. Bruce Glasgow is in the chat Shut up, room. I'm doing nice. I know, well, you can do nice at the end of all of them. Let's go through them. We got Twism oh, White him. Piece. What's up? Oh, Twism White Piece Twism is in the chat Big room. White Piece. We got Bruce Glasgow. Teresa say, I don't know, because it's going faster now. I don't see. Eileen is in there. She's only going to be here for a minute. What's up, Eileen? Actually, while Eileen is on the phone, we should tell everybody 
that they can go to the marssociety.org and get tickets for Mars Rocks. Mars just wants to have fun. It's a, a fabulous concert with Revolution and the Hailers at the Globe Theater. It's 740 Broadway, Los Angeles, California. And it's on October 18th, 2019. And get your tickets. There's going to be a great red carpet event. Lots of stars going to be there, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So get your tickets today. I mean, how come you're only on a minute? You got to work. We have like I mean, work really. <laughs> I mean, you know me privately, personally, and I'm a superstar. So how could you possibly only want to see me for a minute? <laughs> She's got to work. We got like things going. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy's a workaholic. He's a slave. He's got me doing every, everything in the house. I'm electrical wiring all the new kitchen wiring. I put the garden gate up, sprayed it black. The can exploded. I brought it back to Home Depot. They were so nice. That's because Amy, the manager at the Palm Springs Home Depot, is my buddy, and I love her. She's a gay woman who just got married to a beautiful girl and is so happy. Anyway, they gave me another can of paint, and they also gave me turpentine for free so I could wash my hands that were all black and turpentine. Maybe they thought I was going to sue them or something, but I don't know. Who knows? We also want to welcome Dave Hughes in the chat room. What's up, Dave? You're going to like our first guest, Scream Queen Jessica Cameron. She's fabulous. She's gorgeous. She even played young Marilyn Monroe in a great film, uh, The Black Dahlia. And uh, I think that uh, you're going to think she's fabulous because I know that we do. You said that. You're repeating yourself like an old man. I didn't repeat myself. Yes, you did. I did not. You said she's fabulous. Yes, you're going to find how to be fabulous. That's a, that's a, that's a that's one sentence. Is, no, it's, it's, no, it's an improper oh, sentence. No, it's not. Anyway, it's what's up, Dave? You. We're welcome and happy to have you. Listen, uh, Starbucks Frappuccino, you better send me a couple of cases of this coffee because this is the second week that I'm drinking it on the show. Reason being, Jimmy has me working so hard. I put muriatic acid all over the concrete in the front of the house to bring it up to being fresh and beautiful. And I put the garden gate up in the metal in the wire. I did electrical wiring. And then he says to me, you got 20 minutes before showtime. Yep. And now Backpack John just joined us. So too, I had so no time up? for lunch. This is my lunch. You're going to eat afterwards because we don't have much. We don't have time for dinner before our event. You guys were going uh, to a fabulous event. It's uh, I forgot what it's called. We'll have to tell you all about it next week. Um, but in the meantime, um, last week we went to see... Uh, we went to the, fa the the Beverly Hills Rejuvenation Center red carpet. That's where we met Dean Kane and the Housewives and all kinds of really cool people. And then we were with Sadie Katz and Tyler Gallant and Sherry Davis. And afterwards, we went to the Shriekfest Horror Film Festival and walked the red carpet there. And that's where I already knew Jessica Cameron, but that's where Ron met her. And that's how she became a guest on our show this week. And that's She looks we just like Anita Ekberg. She is so beautiful in person. What a beautiful girl. And then she's also uh, Chris Browning. Uh, we met him there, too. And his film that he's in, that he stars in alongside Caroline Williams, won the film festival. It's called Greenlight. So Caroline Williams January. was outrageous looking. She had on a fishnet bra and long leg thing. She was half naked. Look at my Facebook page. You'll see pictures of Caroline. Oh, looking Smoking absolutely hot. sexy for a woman over 40. Speaking of over age, um, I don't know how I do it. I go to all these events. I'm out all night long, and then the next day I work. And I'm no juvenile delinquent. I used to be. Now I'm, I'm an old senior citizen delinquent. We don't stay out all night, though. All night. Well, we get home, we get home by 2. No, 3, <laughs> three o'clock in the morning at my age is all night. When I was a teenager, I used to, you know, as an actor starving, I used to work, look for work. So I worked as a hairdresser three days a week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. 
And I remember Friday night doing my last customer at 11 o'clock at night, comb out, because that was our late night, going out to a gay bar with my friends until the morning light, then going home, sleeping for two hours, and then going out again. They say that's why you're so young, though, because you can go out, you go out and do all these things. It makes you, your mindset stay young. No, it's because I'm retarded. <laughs> I'm, stup- I'm stupid. I have the Peter Pan syndrome. Meanwhile, listen, folks, I never was a Judy Garland fan, um, as most gay guys are. Judy Garland's voice never was for me because she can't hold a smooth note. She yodels when she sings or she quivers. <laughs> we went to the movies last night to see Judy. That Renee, how do you say her last name? Zellweger. Zellweger is absolutely the most incredible actress you will see on screen this year. If she doesn't win the Oscars, I will kill the Academy. I'm voting for her, for sure. I've already made my decision. The film was okay. Part of it was true. A lot of it was soft because they didn't want to make Judy look really bad. So they did it in a nice way. Liza Minnelli was really not in it to do anything for the film. Um, Renee did her own singing, which was the mistake. They should have dubbed Judy Garland's voice in because as wonderful as Renee can sing and she can sing, it wasn't Judy Garland and we lost the character in her songs. Had she dubbed Judy's voice, she would have been absolutely Judy Garland. The film is very well done, beautifully photographed. The color is good. The sound is good. The quality is good. It's not a cheesy $2 bio film like most of these junky films are. It's really a very splendid film. I would definitely say go see it. It's It's a heartwarming film. And you will love the energy that Renee does at the end when she sings her finale like Judy Garland. Uh, it was worth the movie right there. So please go see it. And Hollywood Academy, everybody out there, vote for Renee. Her job was fabulous. She's in every scene, working her ass off. No one out there knows how hard it is for an actor. We don't do it just once. We can sometimes do it 5, 10, 15 times over and over and over. You work from 6 in the morning till 11 at night. I mean, it's a hard job being an actor. It's not like you think, go sign autographs at movie premieres like these stupid kids think, I'm going to be an actor because they want their friends to like them. It's a very good movie. Everybody needs to go see it. Yeah, and it's a work-hard movie. If you see the work that she's done, I mean, it's incredible how she had every uh, the essence of Judy Garland, everything about her. She was wonderful. Renee... Kudos to you, my darling. You were wonderful. What else? Uh, we saw other movies. That's the only movie we saw. No, we, we saw Hustler with Jennifer Lopez. No, we saw that last, Lopez, we told them that last Which week, was so. fabulous. Jennifer Lopez is absolutely the hottest uh, middle-aged woman around. She's fabulous. Yeah, I think we told them that, though, last week. So this week, that's the only one we saw, I think, right? Yeah, that's the only movie we saw, you guys. No, we, were we out saw a Stinkeroo, which was a space film. No, we told them that, though. I know, that, that was, was a Stinkeroo. Ad Astra's terrible. Oh, don't even waste your dollars on that number. <laughs> Go see Judy and definitely go see Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. I mean, I think that's going to knock the hell out of Judy. I think that Downton Abbey will win best film of the year because they're nominating Judy as the best film. Then again, Hollywood is about 90% gay and all the gay guys love Judy. So they all may be voting for Judy at the Academy Awards. It will be an exciting year this year, the Academy Awards, because we really have some good films that are going to be presented. Absolutely. It's very exciting. 
Very what are you gonna do? So we got a cool event we're gonna go to after the show now. Um, we'll talk about where, that where one we next week. Where we go for You wanna go to that Chinese um, place? Yeah, we'll, we'll have Again? to go afterwards though, cause we don't have time. Oh, I know. I have to eat. You got to eat something here, cause we don't have time. Well, have I have, time. I'm gonna die on the road. No, you're not. You're gonna eat. Something. I will eat the you road. Have house, you have a Just, house full of refrigerator. You eat something there, and then we'll eat There's nothing in afterwards. the house. Refrigerator is empty. Well, we'll get something, cause we're not gonna. I don't know. I mean, we can go if we get there in I time. Have, we can. No, but. I have to eat before we go. You'll eat from the house. Don't make a big deal about it. Like ah. What's in the house? What's in the refrigerator? I don't know. There's gotta be something. You Did can you eat. look in that refrigerator? <laughs> <laughs> when I talk in the refrigerator, it goes back. That's how empty it is. There's That's nothing okay. in the refrigerator. I've been too busy being your slave. Uh, my slave? Working in concrete, cinder blocks, tile. A, a I hooked up the gas to the fire pit myself. I laid all the pipes. All the electrical wires going to the water fountain and the cascading pond. I built the pond out of gigantic stones that Jimmy brought. I couldn't lift them. We did a lot of work here, you know. And we're still not done, but we're working on it. I know, but I must eat. I'm a growing boy. We didn't do all that just now. We've been working on that stuff for a while. I'm a growing boy. I must Either eat. Either way, we, but, but it's only an hour red carpet, so we can't be late. I don't give a it's shit. It's in what, Hollywood, though. I am so sick of these red carpets. One more red carpet, I'm going to puke on them. Yeah, well, this is a big one. So. Oh, please. This, I got a big one. This is a big one. They're all big <laughs> yeah. ones. Everything's a big one. It is a big one. Okay. Anyway, When's our be, guest coming on? You're a bore. It's going to be fun. We're going to let you guys know about it once uh, we go next week, and you'll see pictures tomorrow. Who's on first, the blonde? Yep. Her name's Jessica. Je I know her name. She's fabulous. I told her she looked like Anita Ekberg. She never heard of Anita Ekberg. So she looked on her on her cell phone. She said, oh, thank you. She's beautiful. And Anita Ekberg was Miss Sweden years ago. She was in La Dolce Vita with uh, Marcello Mastriani. And she was the one that went into the Fountain of Trevi in that beautiful, sexy, strapless back black gown with her long, long hair under the waterfalls of uh, the Fountain of Trevi. Anita Ekberg was also in another film called Boccaccio 70, where she played a sexy woman that they put a big billboard up in an empty lot. And the man across the street was a religious guy, and he thought that the billboard was filthy and dirty because half of her breasts were exposed. Ekberg had an enormous chest, and it was real in those days. Anyway, the film is where she's rolling down the hill and in Italian, she's singing, drink more milk, drink more milk, as her bosoms are bouncing all over. So that was back in the 1958 when it was shocking to see such cleavage. All right, so hold on. Hey, hey, uh, uh, Scotty J. Yep. Um, is, is our guest look like she's online? Yep. All right, so here's what we're going to do, you guys. We're going to play the Jessica Cameron, uh, her reel. It's an older reel, but it's the most updated one I could find while we get her on the line. Do you guys both have that? Yes, I do. Yep. So on enjoy. All right, everybody, we're going to get and call our first guest, Jessica Cameron. She's fabulous. She's gorgeous. You're going to love her. And I hope you guys enjoy her reel while we're getting her on the line. Enjoy. I'm going to tell you all a story. This is a story about a witch who used to live in this very house. This particular witch hated children. So every Halloween, instead of candy, she would pass out poison disguised as delicious treats. That is until we took care of her. 
The only way to kill a witch is to cut them up in little pieces. So, what do you think? About what? About Tom. What else? He's all right. God, loosen up a bit, okay? We're here to have fun. I have fun. It's not the kind of fun that you have. I guess he's nice enough. Mm. I'm thinking he's gonna look a lot nicer in my bed. Slut! <laughs> Morgan! Tom! What's Cassidy? She fell! I thought she was behind me! I heard her scream! It's okay. <laughs> She'll be fine. The reason this community survives is because of that house. And the song must go on. But once you're here, dear Mo, you don't leave. I'd like to introduce Jennifer. I'm so happy that you could be here with us today. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. Now, we were just talking to your friends about what it was like for them when they heard you got arrested, but what was it like for you while you were in jail? It was the most horrifying experience of my life. I mean, you can't have shoelaces and they make you sleep on this really uncomfortable cot. It must have been really, really awful. Did you ever think that they would let you out? My lawyer kept telling me they couldn't convict me without finding a body but you never know. Wow, that's a really incredible story. Well, that's gonna be a good shot, Jennifer. You look great. Jennifer, truth or dare? Truth. At what age did you first have sex? 11. I was raped when I was 11. That is true. Good girl. Don't look at me, Ray. It's not like I had a choice. Who did it? It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't need your sympathy. Beautiful. I've never All right, seen guys, you. guys, guys, I'm sorry. I, uh, I, we're I, back. I, we are I, back I, and we're live right now. Yeah, uh, good. So, I'm just yeah. admiring her video. She is so beautiful in person, and I'm watching how beautiful she is on film. Look at that face. Anita Ekberg, I'm telling you, she's a stunner. I'm not crazy about the lighting. I hope all of you people see her lighting. Now we don't see her at all because well, she's no, trying no, to but She's light. got a great I studio, know. doesn't she? <laughs> Well, she's such a beautiful girl in person. I was All so right, everybody. So we're almost ready. We're working on some technical difficulties, and uh, Jessica's getting some light. She'll be back in one second. Yeah, and when I met her, I was absolutely overwhelmed with her nose and her beautiful features are all so fine and delicate, and she does look like Anita Ekberg. So all of you out there, look up Anita Ekberg. There you go. All right, I don't see her on the Oscar side yet, but she's on. Say our, she's on our screen. There say, she is. Say something, Jessica. Let's make sure we can hear you. Hi. Thank you so very much for having me on the show. 
There we go. Oh, okay. See, she looks a lot. She looks different. Oh here. yes. See now you're gonna. Oh, you look good. Okay. Oh, yeah. there, there, there's that beautiful face. I'm so happy. All right, everybody. Now we good. want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and gorgeous actress, producer, and director <laughs> Jessica Cameron. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so very much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Oh, it's going to be fun. So this and is going to be a ride. And she's very unassuming. When you meet her, she's not a show-off or a drama queen. She's, she's just gorgeous. She's just a nice person. I, I liked her very much. I was impressed. So let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi. Good seeing you again. Likewise. Always, always good to see you. And then we have uh, the man running all our video stuff. Uh, he's in Philadelphia. His name is Scotty J. Scotty J, say hi to Jessica. Hey, Jessica. You should have heard everything that these guys were saying behind your back when you were off the camera. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm sure it's all good things. Yes, no, no, no. The, the horny guy in Pennsylvania, the Scott guy, <laughs> he's like a real horn. I mean, if he was like in a massage parlor, he would drop 500 bucks. He's such a John. <laughs> But anyway, he wants to go out with you. He even thinks, though he's married. Even though he's married. <laughs> I said, you know what? She wants money. She's going to go out with a multi-gazillionaire. She, she likes Rolls, Rolls Royce. Royce and caviar. She don't want to go with you to Burger Queen, a Burger King. <laughs> Come on, give me a break, Scott. Get over it. <laughs> right, my, right, my beautiful Anita. I'm going to call her Anita. <laughs> Because she looks you know like... I, I, uh, I, I, in what? dating, I just look for somebody who's really great and preferably not married and who likes yes. animals. Oh, and animals is a good thing too. We have three dogs. If you can see, see Ron's petting one of this them is there. My little baby. That's boy. our newest rescue. Oh, he's, he's my little boy. That's Astro. That's Astro with the bad breath. Does your dogs have bad breath? Mine does not, but I brush his teeth. Is that what it is? We have to brush his teeth. He's got the stinkingest breath. And fun fact: if you brush your dog's teeth, you will or cat, you will extend their life exponentially. How am oh I going to brush his teeth? They won't even let us brush. Yeah, you try. I can brush his teeth. Well, you, you order special toothbrushes. You can get one that goes on the finger, so then it's more like you're massaging his teeth, but it's brushing them. You use regular toothpaste? No, you get doggy toothpaste. Okay, we got to get doggy toothpaste. I, I want to get, like, toothpaste. mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> for his for his uh, halitosis. We have three we have three rescues. So this is Astro. He's two years old. We've had him for three months, and he's five pounds, fully grown. He's adorable. He's like the cutest little thing. And I got him to be my dog because I wanted a little dog, but he really likes Ron, so he goes follows Ron everywhere. So that's Astro. Then we have a thirty-five pound dog, and her name's uh, Brandy, and she's an old English sheepdog terrier mix. And then we have a hundred and like thirty pound Brazilian mastiff. Uh, feel a Brazilian Mastiff who is also a rescue, but he doesn't like anybody, so only the family can pet him. Now, what about your dogs? That's ridiculous. That's a giant dog. Yes. Let me hear about your dogs. <laughs> I have one. He's a Border Terrier mix. His, uh, he is also a rescue. I actually found him on a film set in Florida. His name is Solomon because we were filming the movie Song of Solomon, and he was a very feral, scared two-year-old feral dog and it took me about a week to get him to eat out of my hand i was giving him turkey and chicken um and then we just became best friends i love it we got actually got because i'm from florida originally and we were visiting my parents uh when we got the other two dogs not this one but we got both the the, the bigger dogs in florida one at the big dog rescue ranch and the other one ron had a dream about a number in a letter and we went to the pound and the, underneath the number in the letter was the dog and we took that dog home the letter was b and the number of the cage exactly as i dreamed and there was and we named her brandy after the b good thing you don't have cats because i would have said to you tell me about your pussies <laughs> well i do actually 
I'm an animal lover. What, you all have dirty minds. What dirty minds you people have. She does have a cat. Oh, you I do have, have a three. cat. So how's your pussy? She has three cats. Oh, how are all your pussies? <laughs> They're lovely. Uh, now, I meanwhile, have... listen to me. Wait, you, wait, let her, it's wait, you, the you, go, you gorgeous thing. I have never seen any of your work. Why? I don't know. That's tragic. You should start. I would recommend Song of Solomon or Truth or Dare. I'll, I'll send you a DM and hook you up with some. With please, a please. I, I've never, ever seen your work. Well, I'm new to the horror movies anyway. I've done the traditional films, you know, Charlie's Angel, that kind of stuff. So I've only done three horror films and I have four more to do. So I'm learning. I'm learning a lot about horror movies. Uh, Actually, hang on, hang on. Before you wait, I, have I love my, them. I have to finish my question. Did you work in traditional movies before horror or did you go directly from who you are to horror? You know, so I started working in the Midwest. So I was Ohio based and I had a day job. I was a fashion designer and a major retailer. Um, so I started acting as a way to deal with my speech issues because my corporation job thought that I spoke too fast. So I just started taking acting classes and then that led into taking every class I could because I fell madly in love. So then I just started doing indie films and indie films in the Midwest are mostly genre. Most of them also don't get finished, but <laughs> they're mostly genre. <laughs> so so I just started, for me, as an actor, I don't care about the genre so much as it's like the character and the journey. So you don't act a drama. You don't act a horror film so much as you're a character in the circumstance. But horror films are so much more fun to play. And I think typically the crews on horror films are much more fun. I have done drama. I've done comedy. I've done improv, scripted. I've done television. I've done TV. And now I've done a little bit of studio films and a little bit of network TV. But I still primarily focus and still love and am obsessed with indie film. So well, that's you, became my... a big, you, be, you became a big star in film, in, in horror film. Jimmy's telling me all about you. You've got yeah. quite a background. Thank you. It's, so, it's been a lot of work, but I'm a big fan of the hustle. And there's no better day than a day on set. So I'd rather be filming than doing anything else. So hold on. Before we get going, first of all, we have a chat room filled with people. Um, basically, right now, from what I see, oh, Hub Reynolds joining you, join us too. Uh, but we've got... Uh, Canada, we have Germany, we have Australia, we have uh, lots of people in the United States, the UK. So just say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, guys, especially my fellow Canadians. I'm Canadian by birth. So hi. Yeah. Where are you from in Canada? Where are you from in Canada? I'm from Owen Sound, Ontario, which you've probably oh. never heard of because no one ever has. No, I know Ontario because my ex-wife was from Ontario. So Owen Sound is a very small town about two and a half hours north of Toronto. Okay, I know where you are. Then well, that's that, really woods out on. there. That's farmland. Oh, yeah. woods. So you're going to be the only person we've ever had on who has a similar background from me because I also uh, was a clothing designer. I had a big clothing line. I dressed out in John and Madonna. Yeah, but she's not a homo. Okay, she's not a homo. You're right. Uh, um, but we both have a fashion background. You look fabulous everywhere you go. You were so smoking hot. You were definitely at Shriekfest, like the hottest girl. That You and Caroline Williams were so smoking hot. Oh, Caroline was outrageous in the fishnet. Wasn't Did you she? Love it? And I love the oh. fact that she's like, I am going to wear whatever the hell I want to wear. Like, damn you and your age restrictions. Fuck that. Love, love, love Yeah, that. but okay, you know, she's, she's not yeah. a teenager anymore. I mean, but I know Caroline's age. I won't say it. But Caroline is no chicken. And she looks gorgeous. And she's gorgeous. She's got a body of a 25-year-old. I mean, she's incredible. 
So she then had. I want to go. So I want. I go love on. Caroline, by the way. Uh, I want to go on to because I I didn't. I, I was looking at all your credits, and I didn't even know that you were in Mr. Hush. And Mr. Hush came out right after we started this show, when we were just a radio show. And we had the whole cast uh, of Mr. Hush on the show, and everybody was in it. And um, I know uh, Brad Lurie and Stephen Jeffries has been on a bunch of times, and Steve Dash was on a bunch of times. And he used to go – I lived in Florida when this show started, and Steve Dash would actually go to the W4CY studios because he lived down the street and sit with us in the studio and do the show. And uh, Edward X. Young is in that. Ron loves Edward X. Ed Young. and I are good friends. <laughs> I mean, he he does go on about Donald Trump, but that's okay. He's entitled to his opinion, and he's entitled to vote for whom he chooses. That's what America. But I'm about. also entitled to block him when his opinion bothers me. <laughs> no, no, no. I will never do that because that's un-American. The reason not, you, no, you it, block no, no, people no, all the time. I block I block assholes, not Ed. <laughs> well, I block people that send me pictures of nine-inch erections, and they tell me what they want to do with it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not interested in men that do that filthy Hang on, shit. Go back, though. Anyway, so. Right. Have you ever gotten guys that sent you dick pictures? Did you ever get dick pictures? Tell the truth. I don't often actually know, but I'm very quick to block. So. But you never got a dick picture? I have gotten a few, but not as many sure as you would have. think. Not as many as other people, because well, I don't I, usually... I get a lot. Who wants to bang a 90-year-old man? I mean, I'm going to be 80 years old soon. Why do they <laughs> want to have sex with an old troll? Because you're gorgeous. I mean, Hold on, God. let's go. I want to go back to Mr. Hush. So so anyway, we did a lot of stuff to promote the film, and it was a really, it really is a fun film. It's got some really fun stuff in it, and I didn't know you when that came out yet. I hadn't, I didn't know who you were, um, but... Ron and I, before we moved to Palm Springs, we were considering moving uh, someplace. In, where was that place that, where all the film people live in Pennsylvania? And we were at a diner, and sitting down at the table next to us was David Lee Madison. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I never met him before. He had just been on the show. And we talked a bunch of times, and he had that, a new film is, coming out. It's north of Philly, all the way up. It's called it um, Branson? No, it's a lesbian town, I heard. More lesbian. <laughs> new Hope? No, not New Hope. No, New Hope, we New Hope is New all Hope. gay guys. No, it, it was primarily more lesbians than gay guys, and it's all the way up past, um, oh, I wish I could remember things, uh, past Water, the, the thing, Watergate, Watergate, Watergate. Watergate. Delaware Watergate. Yeah, go about 30 miles north of Watergate. She's from California anyway. So, I mean, she lives in California, so she would know. But anyway, I didn't know that you were in the film, and then I, uh, so really, that's the first pe body of your work that I've ever seen, because I've seen a bunch of your stuff, uh, all your, in a lot of your indie horror stuff. Um, I also know that you did, South, you had a role in South 32, and Sean Kanan is that, in that, and he's a really good friend Oh, of Sean ours. is a buddy. I he love is, Sean. I love that man. He is such a great talented actor and a the fabulous buddy in every indie is beyond me and, and he's a real mccoy buddy and his wife michelle is my dream boat you know i had well, a dinner party loved, here is it, she, she was on set she was so kind I normally love, like, an actor when a star brings his significant other to set and we were shooting like an hour ish outside of la so they were actually staying in the mansion which makes sense right like that none of this is uncommon like if you can stay close to set then you do but sometimes when stars bring their significant others, you're like, oh, no, are they going to be controlling? Are they going to be, like, annoying? There, She was the kindest, sweetest, most lovely human being ever. Well, yeah, I, I, had, story, wait, I had a dinner party, and I got, as they say, in, in the weeds. You know, things got backed up. 
So Sean came in my kitchen. He said, I'll make the salad. Sean made the most incredible salad. And Michelle helped me with my dinner and getting everything out on time and not burning anything. He has a book called. And book I, wait, and I just thought how wonderful. Uh, most Hollywood people are beyond that or above that. You know, they don't do that shit. Because I knew the great legends of Hollywood. Jane Russell, Cliff Robertson, Lauren Bacall, all the biggies. And they wouldn't do that. But Michelle did. She's a great guy. We had a, we actually, we have to have you come one time. We do dinner parties. Yes. And lots of people come from L.A. for them, and then we mix the Palm Springs. Because we live in Palm Springs. We're not in L.A. We live in Palm yeah. Springs. But, but so many of our us. friends come to Palm Springs. And I well, think when you Palm come. Palm Springs is like a short little drive. It's a nice little vacation area. It Absolutely. is. Sadie and Miles come all the time uh, to oh. our house, oh. and I know that you get along with Sadie because you guys oh, gave each other Sadie. big hat. We love Sadie, and we love Miles. No, I, don't know if you I know love Miles. Sadie. You like Sadie. I love Sadie. <laughs> Sadie's my adopted daughter. Like she should be in everything. I actually think she's like the most talented blonde in her age bracket working in indie film. Period. Oh, I do too. I I agree with you. I was in a film with her. I played a minister, two feet away from her, and I was watching her work, and I was astounded at how fabulous she is as an actress. I couldn't get over it. I had never seen Sadie work. I knew socially, and here we are in the same film, which is called Clown Fear. Coming out soon, I think. Oh no, she's phenomenal. She's wonderful. Like, her wonderful skill art. is off the charts. I actually first saw her in, I think, Wrong Turn Six. Great movie. She was great in that right. movie. Mm-hmm. And then very, I worked with Anthony, surprising. her co-star on the Tombs. So it's like such a small little incestuous circle. No, it is a. Uh, so let's give people somebody. I hope I work with you one day. You will. I would love that. First of all, also then, I didn't know you were in the Dead Matter, and like when that movie came out, we actually had Tom Savini and Andrew Devoff come on the show. Um, these are all the things that when we first started, so I didn't really know what the hell we were doing, and we didn't know what we were well, doing. Or what- that was the first movie I ever did. That was my like aha moment, working on the Dead Matter. That was when I literally realized this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. I was actually still working uh, my day job, and so, uh, fun facts, the... I'm in two scenes, so I have a small role, and then I had so much fun. I was like, can I come back and be a zombie extra? Because my character, you know, is in a different scene. And they're like, you can, but you have to be, like, really heavily in makeup because you live. So you, you don't can't want be, you recognized. To be recognized. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I, I was like, I am so fine with that. And David Greathouse and his team made me into this burn victim zombie, and I'm literally covered head to toe with like dripping flesh. And it was also a very interesting experience because I've never walked around anywhere and had people audibly like gasp and take a step back. And I was walking <laughs> on a horror movie set filled with zombies and like horrible stuff. And yet when people saw me, the makeup was so good, they would be like, oh, and take a step and, back. And, and a beautiful girl like you, that's got to be a new approach. One thing most most, most, most people, when they see you, they want to throw you down and kiss you because you're so pretty. <laughs> So one thing about you that is unusual that other people don't necessarily have the opportunities like you had to do is, I mean, like you say, Dead Matter was your first uh, film. And although it's not a great film, it does have like horror icon-y people. I mean, right off the bat, you started making films with icons and you've been in films with such so many horror icons that have that's that's really helps, you know, build your whole career, actually, because you're like, oh, yeah, I've been in movies with like Malcolm McDowell and and, and Tony Todd and Michael Berryman and all the like, people. Love Tony Todd. 
So she did Love a movie, Tony. you guys, called The Family with Angie Stevenson, who's getting ready to come on the show. Tony Todd, who's been on the show many yeah, times. Tony's a good Michael guy. Michael Behrman, Kane Hunter, and Devaney Penn is the only one we haven't had on the show, but all the rest of them we've had. I mean, those are all like iconic people in horror, and um, and everybody knows who they are, and everybody knows who you are. And I think it's so cool how your very first films, you were with all these like icons right off the bat. Well, the icons will make you. They were, it was such a chill set. So, like, nobody acted like they were better than that. I didn't, you know, it, I never experienced that for actually some time in my career. Because on that set, like, even Andrew Devoff, I remember being so starstruck because I loved Wishmaster. Yeah. It's still, like, my favorite franchises. Is it the most beautiful movie? Absolutely not. Is it, like, the best? It's just really fun. So I have such an affinity for that. And he was one of my first horror crushes was ah. Andrew Devoff. <laughs> Yeah, hardcore, right? But who doesn't want a genie that can grant you any wish that's hot as hell? No, absolutely, like, absolutely. He's, and he's so in person. He's so like just oozing charisma and handsomeness and old Hollywood. Like he's just so Love that. lovely. So what? I remember, like, I shot my first scene, and then I came back like a week later, and I'd met him obviously because I'm in the scene with him. And I saw him walking towards me because we were shooting at the Mansfield Reformatory. So there's like this big, huge, open, grassy space to like walk there. So I parked and I was walking over the grassy space towards the reformatory. And he, I see him coming because obviously he's a very large man. You can't miss him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's Andy. <gasps> oh, he's probably not going to rec- remember me. We met like a week ago. He's met 100 people. And I was like, it's OK. Don't be upset. It's fine. Like, don't be hurt. He's famous. You're not. It's cool. Uh, and I was like sort of just bracing myself. And as we got closer, before I even like made any indication of like hi or anything, he like yells out, Jessica, oh my God, it's great to see you. And he completely remembered me. He knew me by name. And you just, it, you don't find that outside of the horror genre as often. So I think, I think that's it's great You know what? I find that the bigger the star, the nicer they are. My first film was with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter. I was 19 years old. So now you know why I wanted to be in the business. I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be superstars forever, which is not true, of course. But, you know, you work hard. 58 years I'm in the business and still going. So That's I think important. that you're, you're going to be in the business 58 years <laughs> and still going. So actually, I met uh, I met Andrew Devoff the very first convention because my whole break into the whole world was I was a clothing designer and I would bring clothes and I would get the famous people to wear them to build my clothing line. And uh, the very first convention I ever went to was MegaCon with Andrew Devoff, uh, Michael Bean, Lance Henriksen, Jennifer Blanc, um, and all these people. And I had a blast. And Andrew Devoff was so nice. And I can remember thinking by how a lot of the really bigger stars who've done a lot in the genre, they were very nice, and a lot of the up-and-coming ones weren't so nice, and I was like, I don't really get that. Like, why is it that the people because who haven't done little, anything... Because they're little shit-asses who think who they are, <laughs> and I vomit on them, because I've, I've dealt with quite a few of them. Um, in one, I won't mention the film, but I worked with an atrocious human being in one of my last films, and a, an absolute nobody who carried on like he was the ultimate... Uh, superstar Devo. And you have I, to after because huh? I do. I keep track of everybody that all my friends have these experiences with because I put them on my do not hire list. Yeah, so uh, you're gonna, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not going to give a name because I won't do that. I, no, not even off the air. I will. I'm not. No, I won't do that. A person who is so fucking unprofessional, greedy, selfish, and totally upstaging horror. And I've worked with some really great people in my 58 years. Um, 
you know, you just look at them and you say, but why? And then you understand why they never get anywhere because no one wants them. No one likes them. Now you're a delicious little girl. I mean, you're lovely. I could see working with you in a second. You're not a diva or a pain in the ass. Angie Duke is a sweetheart. Augie Duke. Audrey Duke, Augie, right? Augie. Oh Augie, my God. I Augie. Love I love right Augie. Huh? She's so great. I haven't actually worked with her, but she's on my list of people I to work, hire. I do encourage you to, like, de when people ask for a name, I do encourage you. As a filmmaker, I see so many casting choices for the roles that I am hiring for. And if I get insider information about how someone is on set, it's so beneficial for everyone because several reasons. Number one, if I hire an asshole and he's ungrateful, he can cause such a, he can totally ruin a set and totally ruin so many other people's wonderful experiences. But also keep in mind, if I hire that asshole because he did a good audition, not being aware that he's an asshole, he's a nightmare to work with. I'm also not giving the opportunity to somebody who might be really, really appreciative. So for me, sharing information like that, maybe uh, don't trash talk people, obviously, but I'm a big fan of like when people ask, I absolutely will tell you behind the scenes, my experience working with someone good or bad from a professional standpoint, I'm not going to call them names. I'm not going to be unprofessional. Everything I do is going to be within my legal rights to be like, this is my experience. You can work with them or not. But I do think it's really important we share that information because I also think that we need to not allow that to be a thing that gets hired or to be considered acceptable. And I find on a film set that one bad apple can really spoil the whole bunch. So for me, it's it crucial. So I actually check at least five references for every actor I hire on set. And even then, sometimes people are, I've hired people, I'm like, why don't you tell me? I'm like, well, I didn't want to trash talk the person. So I just didn't respond. And I was like, I wish you would have. Because <laughs> then I wouldn't have hired them. Well, and my yeah, life would have yeah, been yeah, clear, yeah. my movie would have been better. There are actresses that I have worked with that were very famous, and their reputations were horrible. That they were cruel, mean, cold, vicious. They stopped the set. They took fits. They did all kinds of shit. Not true, because I worked with them, and they were absolutely delightful. So it depends on who tells you the story in our business. Of course. Uh, you what know, you can't, you can't, you can't, there's a reason why people behave as they do on a set. And that's what you have to find out what caused it. Uh, I know Betty Davis for one, she didn't like directors that were making her out to be less of an actress. And she fought with them because she said to them, I'm a better actress than you are a director. And you know, that's poison in the business. You don't say that. That's different, though. That's Betty Davis. We're but I know that. But, but, but no, but what I'm talking. But yeah, no, wait a minute. Betty Davis or an actress in a horror movie doesn't matter. It's still a film, and there's consequences and there's there's reasons why people behave. This guy that I'm talking about is just a bitch because I met him. <laughs> I met him prior to the film at a dinner. We went to a restaurant together, and he was a horrific human being then, and I hated him then. Well, anyway, on the set, he said to me, I hate you. I said, that's good. I'm glad. Now, I don't feel guilty about hating you. <laughs> you know, when you have that kind of friction, it does uh, sort of cascade down the line and cause a lot of shit. So, oh, I, I yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And then, you know, making that choice so that people can choose to listen to the advice or not listen to the advice. You know, because you can't you can't judge or determine how someone's going to take the advice that you give them. For me, it's just here's my experience. Take it or leave it. 
no judgment either way, but I do think we need to share it because in my experience, like I had a nightmare actress on my movie set and nobody warned me about it. In fact, several people lied and said that she was great, like gave me a very stereotypical template answer. And after the shoot, I did reach out to them and I said, hey, I want to have an open and honest conversation about this actress that I asked you about. I was like, she was very different on my set. Here's my experience. And what I found is for the most part, they just didn't want to say anything bad, but they had very similar experiences. So what I explained to them is I was like, my life would be so much better. My movie would be better. Had you just been honest with me? And also for two things. So number one, even if I chose to hire her after telling me to, knowing that the things that I was going through were a patterned behavior, I would have addressed them sooner and differently. Because they all came out of like left field for me, uh, there was issues with like her doing drugs and drinking and not knowing her lines. So I felt like in hindsight, I was like, I could have been more aggressive and assertive rather than handling it nice had I known that these were repetitive issues. So I do think for me, it's all about open communication. But I do check references. It's really sad when people don't share their honest experience. And I personally believe you should be held accountable to everything you do, whether it be good and bad. And also, nobody's perfect. I am not perfect. There are people where you're like, oh, my God, this person said that you walked up to the or that he tried to talk to you. And you said, do not talk to me. I don't like you. And I'm like, I totally said that. (laughs) Like, you might not like that. But for me, I don't I don't want to waste your time. If I don't like you, I won't waste yours. Let's just part ways and move on. I love it. Well, okay. that's, that's basically how I am also, but not quite as blunt. I, <laughs> I, I, do it, I do it in my own fashion. But I know one thing, and I worked with, and I won't say who it was, but she's such, well, I will say no, who she was. Don't say names. She's a very, she's an Academy Award winning actress, please. Her initials are. Don't do that. Just tell the story, because right. we got anyway, to talk about it. Anyway, yeah. she, she is so wretched on set. I mean, she was the most horrific human being, a beast. But her performance was so fabulous that the movie needed it. So everybody kissed her ass and took her shit because she made the film better. And I believe sometimes the actresses that can do that and have that kind or actors that have that kind of control over a film exercise their uh, bad manners. True, now, but with, I just... There's now wait so a minute. If you, if you could, but wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Oh, I want, I want. If, 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 if you, you could, could, if you could get Brad, if you could get Brad Pitt in a movie, and you heard he was a horror, would you put up with his horror just to okay, have him in so your movie? Here's a difference. A caveat. So, the, what would determine if I would put up with poorly behaved people on set is if they counted for foreign sales to a significant number. I'm willing to suffer with somebody who's difficult to work with if they can get me over a million dollars in foreign sales, 110%. Not <laughs> so much it. about the performance. I care less about the acting skill and more if they account for foreign sales money. And right. Brad Pitt's a name that I could sell him for at least 20 million foreign. So right. he's literally a $20 million price tag. So for me, yes, if you are difficult to handle, but you bring me $20 million, I will figure it out. For me, if you're right. just a really talented actor, when I turn on the camera, I don't give it a fuck. Because guess what? I know so many talented <laughs> actors. That's right. We the dime a dozen. Dime a dozen. Talent. 
Absolutely. No, you're right about that. You're totally right. Well, so I'm, cool no, the re- wait, 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 hang wait. on, hang on, one minute. I I mean, let me conclude this. The reason I brought this subject up and keep it going is because we have so many young people That's out there who want to be actors. Now you've heard it. You've heard it from all of us. Do not be a diva, a prima donna. Do not look in the mirror and think you are the best thing since Carvel ice cream because you're not. And there's 50 remember people just one as good thing. As you remember right behind, w- yeah. yes. Remember <laughs> one thing. You are paid to perform. You are paid. You don't go there and do it as a favor. Correct. And also, like, even if you're not paid, even if it's an unpaid set, you made the choice to be there. When you are offered a job or a gig of any time, regardless of pay, you have a choice. You can say yes or you can say no. If you say yes, the expectation is you're going to do the job to the best of your ability. And in a movie set, that means also being a decent person when around other people on set, whether you are acting in the scene or not, period. You know, and I think sometimes people forget that. Well, I think they, they sometimes they forget it, but most of the times they just get so, um, you know, I've seen actors years ago when I started off in the business, there was a whole gun- bunch of us, like Robert Redford people, you know, all young guys trying to get in the biz. And I've watched them over the years become famous and become rotten. They lost that wonderful ability they had when they were starving actors. Uh, they, I mean, there's a few I could think of, but I won't mean, but they, they just changed. And they let I, the I mighty power. When so many people are constantly fawning over you, it's easy to alter your who own you are. self-perception. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You know, I that's why tell people, like, make sure you're a strong person. Like, you have to, in my opinion, the best actors are people that started their journey or throughout the course of their journey became a 100% person. Right? Like, they know who they are. They're a good person. They strive to be better every day. And then they happen to also do this craft that hopefully they love and they're great at. But you're well, not coming in being like an 80% person or 70%, you know? If, if I were to hire people today, I would hire Augie because she's oh. fabulous. I would hire my, my Sadie. I would hire Felicia. Felissa. Felissa. I would hire... Um, Lorene Landon. You like oh, my God. Lorene Landon is probably the only one I would hire as a star of stars. She's phenomenal. Do you know who Lorene Landon is? I don't, but apparently I should. Oh, my God. You've got to have her. She just finished a, a fabulous movie where she plays this outrageous, drunken, nasty bitch, and she's married to... What's his name? Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern, and the film is coming out soon, and it's a fabulous film. She has worked with all the mighty ones. She's gorgeous. She's a blonde sex bomb. She's an older actress, you know. The mother, but she, she looks fabulous. Yeah, she looks fabulous, and she, uh, in person, she is the shyest, most unassuming human being you'll ever meet. She's like almost timid, yet when she performs, my God, there's another human being in there. So hold on. I want to take the conversation back to Jessica Cameron. First of all, you guys, holidays are coming up. You want to see Silent Night. Uh, Jessica, yeah. that's one of your earlier films too, right? Yeah. So, well, it was one of my first films I did once I moved to L.A. Uh, and it's, it's with Stephen C. Miller. Ironically, we shot that up in Canada. It was shot in Winnipeg. And it was like the first year that we didn't have snow. <laughs> and you guys, this has like an all-star cast. Malcolm McDowell, he's been on the show. Courtney Palm's been on the show. She was also in True Blood, you guys. It's got Jamie King, who everybody knows who Jamie King is. I Don't now log. My favorite role of Courtney is, for the record. Like her, the, some of her scenes are phenomenal. So it's just great. Jamie King, Brendan Fair, you guys. Don't know, I don't know how you pronounce his name. Don't all log, but he's like the guy from... Uh, 
the, the Batman TV show, uh, and he's been in a million things. So this is like A-list. I mean, these aren't like B-movie actors. These are all like A-list people. Uh, this is a fabulous film, and it's a Christmas film, you guys, and Christmas is coming out. If you want to see some great uh, horror movies, Truth or Dare, Jessica actually wrote it, directed it. Uh, she's one of the stars of it. And Tell us a little bit about that because that was your first directing writing role, right? That was. So I had this great – I had this idea that I couldn't – like that wouldn't leave me. And what I've started to do since this was around 2011. So in the, the eight years that have followed now, when I have an idea that won't leave me, I start writing it down. And for me, if a script or if a concept stays with me, where I think about it, when I dream, when I sleep, I find myself drifting back to it. Then I try to get it written into a full length script. Cause for me, how that works is it's always something that I haven't seen before typically. So to me, those are the best movies to make. Because we don't, I, I personally don't feel like we need another Halloween remake. I feel like Carpenter knocked, knocked it out of the park. Rob right, Zombie I tried agree. So I true, so true. It. Absolutely. I want to see new tales. I want to see have you, fresh have original you, content. Have you seen Blind yet with Sarah French? She was I, I have not with us. Are you at the premiere with us? Blind. Yeah. I loved Blind. It gets away from the slaughterhouse movies. It had a story. It had intrigue. You know, driving in, I said to Jimmy, Sarah French can never hold a movie. She's like Sex and City. You know, I mean, Sex and Nakedness. She's not an actress. I never saw her work anything good. Well, I sat in the theater fainting. Sarah French was fabulous. Winning awards all over the place. Marcel uh, Waltz is a brilliant director. And he's only starting off to be good. I mean, these are people who are changing the horror movie industry. People now are doing more Hitchcockian. Like I don't think that's a great representative. I don't think of Blind as a horror movie. To me, it felt like a drama for most of the film. Uh, but yes, I do think in all genres, we need more people making original tales. Like things that happen. And, and it was Hitchcockian. That's what I like. Wait, wait, hold on, because she was telling us about her film Truth or Dare, and you interrupted her. Did I? Did I? <laughs> yeah, go back to Truth oh, or Dare. Sorry. About I that. <laughs> Essentially, I had this idea that wouldn't leave me, so I started writing it. I had a co-writer, John Higgins, who was great, um, and we wrote down the script. And then, by fluke, we ended up falling into the money, which is also the best way you can ever raise money, is to fall into it. Um, so we fell into the money, and then the whole point was, okay, I just have to find a director. Because most of it was cast. I wrote the script around people I knew, and at the time was really close to um, so I think that that's also really smart. Like if you're a new wanting to direct something or get into film right around locations and people that you know and have access to, because you can kind of guarantee like, okay, you can write a role that you know that that person can play well, which is also really helpful. So then nice. I had to find a director and then we couldn't find a director. We had a, we had six on the list, all of who are incredibly talented in their own right. Three of them said they wouldn't do it. Uh, for dates, but they could do it if we pushed the dates. But then as soon as we started pushing the dates by six months, first of all, now everything's out of whack. Now the contract with the money doesn't make sense. That would have to be revised. And then the actors, some of the actors can't do it. Like this person can't do it if it's this date. This person can't do it then. So everything became kind of a mess. And then the other three directors came back and said they'll do it on the dates with the budget, but they wanted to tone it down. And I wrote, I wrote it as a graphic, vicious torture film. I wanted it to be shot and done as a graphic, vicious torture film because I love torture. It's super fun for me in movies. <laughs> uh, so, 
So for me, I didn't want to tone it down. I like there's one scene at which point, like one of the director was like, that is an abomination that should never happen. And I was like, actually, that's why I think it should happen. You're right. It's so disgusting and vile, but I think it's super fun. And it's like a four minute scene in the film. <laughs> wait, I have a question for you, though. Yeah, I like, have no, a better one. I want to ask you, what about the Caterpillar film? Oh. Human Centipede. Did you like this Human Centipede? Huh? I like it, but I don't love it. I'm more like, I like, I love a Serbian film. I love Solo. Oh my God, a Serbian film was very violent. Uh, wait, wait, tell me. I Human Centipede, but back to Truth or Dare. So, so then one of the actors actually mentioned to me, you know what, you should just direct it. And then I kind of like joked about it to my producer and my producer was like, well, you talk about all the shots. You talk about how you want the scenes to be done. Why don't you direct it? And then it just became an obvious choice. So I did, and I had a great experience. So then from there, we did festivals. It won 37 awards, screened over 50 festivals all around the world. So a big, one, of the, one of the most award-winning indie films I've ever heard of. Um, and it got huge international recognition. We went through distribution. We actually went through a distro with Invincible Films, which are the same company that released a Serbian film. So it did really well. And then uh, Mania was my second film. And then I've directed a third film since then that's in post. So tell me, how, how do people see Truth or Dare? Like, is it out someplace? Is it yeah. You can purchase it on Amazon and other sites. You can also watch it on Amazon Prime right now. And you can DM me if you want a signed copy because I still have some of them left. Uh, but it's really readily accessible if you're in America. I know if you're in the UK or Germany, it's a little bit harder to find. Germany did release these beautiful media books, but I believe they're all sold out. So if they so, do have great calls to share with that. So now how do you like doing the horror stuff? Because I also know you were like on a show, a TV show, Brides of Beverly Hills, where you were a bridal stylist, and I guess you brought in all your fashion, you know, stuff with that. Like how does like reality TV for you compare to like being on, you know, actual fantasy fake, you know, storytelling movies? Like did you like well, being on a reality TV show? Here's what I love. So I love filming, right? Being on a film set is fun, regardless of that set. So reality show still super fun. Um, but my heart is film. My heart is with a character. Obviously, in Brides of Beverly Hills, I sort of played a caricature of myself. But here's what I loved about it. Number one, the crew was amazing. Number two, reality show is very like, go, 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 go. There's very little originality, right? So every episode is pretty much the same. On my case, it was the crew would go early morning to the bride and groom's house and do an introduction, usually get a shot of them in their backyard or a shot of them by their mantle, do a little bit of intro so that the audience knows who they are. Then they would come to Hollywood, or well, it was actually West Hollywood, on, adjacent to Beverly Hills, to shoot the actual wedding dress shop and the process. So I wouldn't even have to show up to like 11 or 12 most days. I would usually be on <laughs> Yeah. So like, but like, it's all, it's all regimented, right? Like they all know. So like literally if I would show up at like 11 or 12, they would approve my hair and makeup. They don't have hair and makeup on sets, by the way, on reality shows for the most part. Um, and then they would just be like, okay, pull your three dresses. Uh, because I had a fashion design background, they didn't really care after the first one, like the first one, they kind of micromanaged that process. And then for the rest they are like, pull whatever you want. So I would usually meet the bride at this point. And if the bride was a dick to me, I gave her really tacky dresses. And if she was nice to me, she got pretty dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. That, they just had that's to look not, that's really not fair. That's not fair theater. That's <laughs> hilarious, though. Really 
If you treat your wedding dress consultant poorly, yeah, she's not going to dress you well. I'm putting you in like the frou 80s glitter mess that I can find. Um, so that I know isn't going to fit you and not going to look good. And she, like that's what you have to deal with. Um, so then we would try the three dresses on. They would make a selection. We would cheers. And then I would go home. And it was always like literally, I don't think I worked. I, I don't think I ever reached seven full hours. Like, because again, it was just like... It's a well-oiled machine. So. I love it. All right. Yeah. So, right. so, so I like fun. that. I like the paycheck. And I like the fact that at the time I had two nieces. They're now like 15 and 13, I think, up in Canada. Um, so growing really fast. But at the time they were really young. So the only thing that I'd ever done that they could watch was Brides of Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah. So I also they can't watch like those that. scary movies. Right. Yeah. I love and it. also Brides of Beverly Hills was huge in Canada, Germany. Like it did really good. Like I literally got a lot of Twitter followers from Brides of Beverly Hills at the time because it did so well internationally. The one thing that sucks about reality shows, so just for everyone watching, if you're an actor, they don't pay residuals. Yes, (laughs) I knew that. Okay. The fact that it's made for five years. Let's tell everybody all your social media handles. I know your Twitter is at Jessica Cameron underscore. What do you got for uh, Instagram? Instagram, I'm actress Jessica Cameron, and Facebook, I'm just Jessica Cameron. There's a fan page. The friend page is full, although I am going to kick someone off to add you, darling. I just haven't had a chance to do that yet. <laughs> Yay! What are you on Facebook? I'm just Jessica Cameron. Jessica Cameron. Okay, and so... Um, are you overloaded, or can we be friends? No, she said she's going to kick somebody I'm off. I'm overloaded, but I'll kick someone off. Oh, good. Thank you. Bye, friend me. You. Ron Russell's show. I'm Ron Russell's show. Uh, friend me. I, I think I think you're terrific. I think she's terrific, too. I think it's so much fun. So let's – we only have a couple of minutes left. Let's say – okay, first of all, tell everybody, like, what – so what are some of your favorite horror movies that you actually like? We're going into Halloween. What show – what movies are you going to, like, watch to make sure you watch to get in your annual October Halloween movie? Well, yeah, and, and what are you dressing I, like for Halloween? franchise with the exception of the Blumhouse one. Uh, okay. So I watch all of it for me. I like to watch all the Child's Play franchise as well. And me then too. right now I'm really feeling like vampire witchy. So I'm going to source out all of those type of films because I just want to sort of saturate and immerse myself in that world. Uh, so I'm really, really vibing with that. So I'm going to comb through. I also, there's like been a whole bunch of indies coming out. So there's right now in LA, there's Beyond Fest going on and Shriek Fest just happened. And then we have Scream Fest coming up. So I'm going to watch a lot of the movies that are playing with those festivals and support my fellow, my fellow friends. I, love I know that, that. I That's have great. the actual porn screening coming up at Beyond Fest, which I couldn't be more excited because Oliver Stone, Woody Harrelson and Juliet Louis or Juliet Lewis is, are all going to be there speaking. And that's just so phenomenal. I love it. Now, what are you dressing as Halloween? Right now, we don't know. We are torn. I I always do group costumes with my best friends. So right now on the table is the Witches of Eastwick or Clueless or Spice Girls. Witches of Eastwick, you would be gorgeous as a witch. Are you kidding? (laughs) I love it. With wild, frizzy, crazy hair and long nails. Forget about it. That's you. You'll be the perfect witch. The perfect, perfect witch. So, okay, so now let's do a hypothetical question. A glamour witch, not an ugly witch, a beautiful oh, of course witch. Like Michelle Pfeiffer in The Witches of Eastwick. Yeah, yes, but I, I would love to see the wild hair and the wild makeup and just that whole uh, other 
kind of a witch. You guys, too, everybody listening, just uh, uh, Google search Jessica Cameron and then hit images, and you can see literally like how gorgeous she is because you're just going to Yeah, you got to see her in person. I love her oh, nose. Is your faint. nose your own or do you have that done? Yep. No, it's my own. You have the most the beautiful only thing nose. I'm fake are my, teeth. my teeth are huh? fake, but everything else is real. No, but your nose, you have a, I kept looking at your nose because I'm a nose freak. I, you know, many women are not attractive because they have bad noses, but you have the, one of the most beautiful noses. It's perfect. Perfect oh, nostrils, yes. perfect tip. No, so hold on, real quick. I know it's a stupid thing to comment on, but. Because we only have a couple of, we have like three minutes. So how about this? A hypothetical question. Now, you've already worked with so much uh, royalty in the horror genre and in acting in general. Uh, if you could work with any male or female actor, living or dead, who would you like to be in a movie with and who would you like to work with? Oh, Marilyn Monroe and or Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Hands down. Right. I think that Marilyn Monroe taken way before her time. I actually think she was a much better actress than she's given credit for. I think her persona was just so big, people failed to see past it. Uh, And I think the time period that she became famous in really had limited roles for women who look like her. Uh, I would love to see what she could do in 2019. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, is obviously one of the most business savvy, beautiful human beings of all time. And she's an icon for so many great reasons. So she would definitely be on my list. Ron was Um, friends with her dad. Yeah, Tony Curtis was a buddy of mine, and we always talked about Jamie Lee. And he, uh, you know, she's a toughie. She was not an easy child to raise, and Tony had a lot of problems with her. She's very headstrong, and that shows in her business sense and in her That's work. Why she's so successful. But Marilyn now. Monroe, <laughs> Jane Russell was my Jane Russell was my best friend, my sister, and Jane and I would talk about Marilyn. And Jane said Marilyn never acted. Marilyn read lines. That's who Marilyn was. Marilyn really was that innocent little dove. She wasn't pretending to be so. She was that way, you know, off camera. One of the guys kissed Marilyn Monroe. And then afterwards, somebody said to the guy, what does it feel like being kissed by Marilyn Monroe? And he said, being swallowed alive. And Marilyn began to cry and ran off the set because that upset her. She was a very sensitive, timid little girl. Hold on. I want to go back, though. Okay, so those are your girls. Now give me a guy because we got to go, and I want to hear who she is. Loving Chris Browning. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. He just started a friend of my film, a friend's film called Greenlight, and he's he's such an. He's he's our next guest. I'm hanging up with you to bring him on. He's coming on. I love him and adore him. I sat at the same table with him, and I had to like not fangirl all over. I'm like, oh, he's so handsome. It's okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang Earth on, pump. hang on, stop, stop, stop. I got to fix you up with him. Am I going to say... No, he's married with kids. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's married with kids, Oh, sorry about that. Otherwise, I was going to say, ask you out Saturday <laughs> night, you know. No, he's a very talented actor. I'm super excited. We have him coming on in like four minutes. Four minutes. Um, and so, yeah, uh, so we're going to hang. We're going to hang up with you to go to him. But that's a, that's a doable thing, though. I think that you and Chris Browning could easily work together in a film. You're both he's super talented. He's on my talented. list of most hires because okay. it's phenomenal. I love that. All right. Not not only are you beautiful, you're well-spoken and you're intelligent and you know your business. So I'm impressed. And I, (laughs) and I look forward to seeing you on a social base so we could talk more. I would love that, darling. And thank you so very much for having me on the show. Uh, Uh, Our pleasure. You're an angel. All right, you guys. So everybody, this is Jessica Cameron. Follow her on social media on Twitter. She's at Jessica Cameron underscore on Facebook. She's Jessica Cameron. She also has a fan page and on Instagram, she's actress Jessica Cameron. I got it all right? You did. 
All right, Good. I love it. All right, thank you so much, Jessica. Good luck with everything. See you we'll at the next red soon. carpet. Bye. Yeah. Bye, bye, honey. Yay. Bye, sweetheart. Everybody in the chat. What a lovely girl. Too. Very Absolutely. sweet girl. Very Absolutely. smart. Very intelligent girl. All right, everybody, and definitely check out all of her work. She's got a great body of work, and she's a lot of fun, and so we enjoy it. And and Scott and D. Oh, D's not there, right, Scott? Yes, I am. Yeah, oh, back. you're we back. Got her back. Yeah. I am. You know, good old Comcast decided to have an outage in my area, but I'm back. Oh, how long have you been missing? Um, I just missed 15 minutes. That's it. Yeah, you'll have to edit I told that you. <laughs> I told you to fix the short in your vibrator <laughs> that you were knocking out the power. No, it's all good. Uh, Scotty Jade's going to send me the MP3 to this video, and it's going to act like nothing ever happened. Oh, I love good. that. Because Scotty Jade's like a fucking genius. I, I know. love it. That's because, that's because he masturbates a lot. It exercises his brain. Thank oh, you. that's so, why I'm so smart, too? Or no? Who? You? <laughs> But everybody was still watching live on ITV, so nobody missed the beat. Nobody yeah, everybody's everybody's watching us on Talk Four TV, and we look really good today. Yeah, y'all do. Look Can't how good we look today. Look how good we look today. We look we really look good. good. I look like a fat old man. No, you don't. Nobody can see your stomach. I really don't like this round neck shirt. Oh well, you picked it. <laughs> well, I know, but I don't like the way he photographs. It looks like ugly. I think I mean, you're sexy, Ron. Get uh, it. I should open a button and have some cleavage. So we want to say hi because uh, Hub Reynolds Jr., we didn't get to give him a, a, a great welcome. What's up, Hub Ren Reynolds oh, wait, Jr.? Hello, Wolf. I meant to tell you. Oh, Hub Reynolds, Hub Reynolds Jr., hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Glad to see you in the chat room. B. Claudia joined us. What's up, B? Yay. So happy to see you. I'm glad all you guys liked uh, Jessica Cameron. We love she her. She is so nice and so bright, and that broad knows her biz. I mean, she can snap him out in a second. She knows her stuff. And when I say gorgeous, I mean, like, just Yeah, you have dead. to see her in person, folks. Unfortunately, the camera doesn't get who she is. In, in person, her cheekbones, her nose, her chin, her lips, her eyes, so perfectly symmetrical. She's really quite a beauty. And I, I've already known her because I see her at all the events, but Ron didn't uh, know who well, she I've was. I've seen her at the events, but I never met her. I never knew who she was. That she was just another, another beautiful face among many. But now that I know her, I like her a lot, and I'll certainly at the red carpets chat with her. R R Hub Reynolds Jr. wants to know, how do you fall into money? Hub, I don't know how either, but if you figure out, let me know because I need about $20 million who wants to know? Hub, wants, Hub wants to know yeah, that? Because Jessica said her first, that one film, Hub, it just fell into Hub, money. Hub, the only, the only way to fall into money is... Have you, your girlfriend or your, she your wife yet? Girlfriend, I think. Girlfriend. Fiance. 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 Have her drive the car and you go in the bank with two guns. <laughs> yeah. And that's the best way to get fast money. But help you the getaway car. That's how you fall into it. That's how you fall <laughs> and into And then you money. fall into jail. <laughs> Not necessarily. Bonnie and Clyde got away with a lot of uh, bank robberies. That was before social media and cameras on every corner. Well, I hand. I never, yes. Well, what you could do is you could pimp our Danielle off and make a lot of money, Twism maybe. says that's the mystery of life. I got Right, Danielle? Can Cub pimp you off and be your pimp? I think I would go for high dollar. <laughs> and you there. would go for high dollar. So there you go, Hub. Pimp off Danielle. Our Danielle. You, pimp her. you only get 10%, though, Hub. She gets yeah. the other 90 because she's got to do all Meanwhile, the work. Meanwhile, Hub is so talented, and he does such fabulous music. You know what, babe? Hang in there. You're on your way up. And fame and money is going to come to you very soon. Trust me. I'm a witch. All right. So, Scotty J. Yeah. Is our, uh, is our uh, second guest on online? If you mean Chris Browning. Yep. 
Okay, I told him uh, we could probably call him at 10 after, but let's let's play a song. Um, let's do Drop Top Alibi, you guys, Summer Nights and City Lights. Do you guys both have that? Absolutely. Yep. So we'll do it on Enjoy, and then once we do that, we'll call Chris Browning. How's that? Um, all right, everybody. Now, this is the brand-new single, Summer Nights and City Lights by Drop Top Alibi. The video just came out Monday. Um, it's a great video. They're a great rock band, and uh, here's the video for it. Right, so I hope you guys like it. Enjoy. Yeah, man. 
Lullaby, Summer Nights and City Lights. Um, Maybe he's got to bring his camera up a little bit. Up, uh, oh, yeah, bring it up his... a little bit so we don't cut the top of your head off. Just, yeah. like, raise it up a little. A little <coughs> bit. Not a lot. A little bit. Little bit, little bit. A little more. Yeah, that's good. Little that's good. more, that's good. little more. Now you can see space okay, between good, us. Good, that's good. Good, good, good. Um, so so uh, say good. something, Chris. Let's see if we can hear you. Can you hear me now? There we go. We can hear you. Okay. Um, hey, you guys. Scott, we're live, right? The video's done? Better be. Yeah. Uh, well, we're in big trouble. My, it's still playing on my screen. All right, so we're going to introduce you. I just wanted to see you to make sure we could see you good. But there's I, a delay, remember? Yeah, I know. There's a delay. It just seems like a long one. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly fabulous, talented superstar, Chris Browning. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Was that oh. an opening to vomit? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look how good we can see yeah, you. Yeah, you look good. Okay, now yeah. we can see you good. Meanwhile, huh? meanwhile we got an admirer of yours. Wait, wait, let's introduce people before you start going oh, into okay. all of that. All right, so uh, before we get started, let me introduce you. I'll start off with our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey there. Hey there. Okay. No, no, I gotta introduce everybody. Uh, I don't know what's the matter oh, with you. Oh, shut the fuck up with this introducing <laughs> bullshit. All, all right, the time. so then we got the man behind the boards doing that. Oh, you can say anything you want. We got the man behind the boards here. We drives got... me crazy with this shit. I know, but people don't don't know. It's going on Comcast. It has to be like known. So now I gotta do it over because you'd like wreck the whole thing and I can't send it that way. How about I shove this mic up your ass and you <laughs> and you could sing? Uh, all right, everybody. Happy now. days no, are stop, here again. On. All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented Chris Browning. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much. All right, well, let me introduce you, everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Yeah, how, do, how, how do you do? It's such a pleasure having you on our show. I am absolutely thrilled and enthralled with your visit. All right, then we got the best behavior now. How's there that? you go. Then we got the man behind the boards doing all our videography. Uh, his name is Scotty J. Scotty J, what's up? Yo, Mr. Browning, welcome to our most dysfunctional family. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> then we've got the lady behind the boards at the W4CY Studios, Danielle. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Danielle. Now, don't ever be in her company. She's a quick twist. I mean, she'll bang you in a minute. <laughs> She's such a horny broad. She can't wait for you to come on. She thinks you're hot and sexy. And then, no. we have a, then we have a chat room filled with people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, chat room. There you go. We got every country represented right now. So, cool. all right. Now, we just finished interviewing a certain magnificently gorgeous blonde actress who has worked with you. No, she hasn't. I thought she has. Oh, she will. She no, wants to. I asked her who's her bucket list. Oh, yes. Who she would like to work with. And she wants to work with she you. Said, I want to work with Chris Browning. And she didn't know you were coming on next. She just said that. Right. <laughs> so I said, I said, let me put in a couple of good words for you. Maybe he'll take you to dinner. And then Jimmy said he's married with three kids. And I said, so? <laughs> no, he's, he's twice divorced with three kids. Oh, okay. He's twice divorced with three kids. So you're kids. single right now? Yes, sir. Oh, I'm calling her right back. She's gorgeous. <laughs> she looks like Anita Ekberg, the most gorgeous she's, blonde with big jugs, and the jugs are real. Said she ate dinner who, with who you at. She said she ate dinner with you at Shriekfest, and she was so excited to sit with you. It was very difficult for her to not fan out. And her name is Jessica Cameron. Oh, I'm and fixing you up. She's gorgeous. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's a bright woman. She's a genius. Oh, I'm going to fix you up with Jessica. Now you're single. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, quick, get Jessica back. We could do a split screen. <laughs> no. Remember it, yes. They could fall in love on our show. You have to look her up, and you can, like, yeah. see her. Now I know who she is. Yes. And oh, she's oh, a sure. genius of a girl. She's a brilliant guy. Yeah, huh? it's the same night you met us. You probably met yes. her. Yes. yes. Simplicity night. Yeah. I was in fact I helped her with some of her, her uh uh she had that ring light. Yes, yeah, she had the right. ring light. Wasn't that cool? Right. Yeah. I yeah. wanna get one of those on Amazon for right. my phone. So everybody wait, wait, I met well, you that night for the first time and remember you said to me after meeting me you were thinking about going gay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't gone away. <laughs> I can't so, it. so so first of all everybody we want to say congratulations to you your film green light one best film at yes it did. So it, did, it did congrats yes, it did. you're pretty good at you're a pretty good actor a few more lessons you'll be perfect <laughs> yeah. so so real quick you guys shriek fest film festival green light is the name of the film stars uh uh, obviously, Chris Browning, Caroline Williams, Daniel Basuti, Chase Williamson. Those are the people I like knew who I've met before. Uh, writer, director, Grant Denman, who is a great, great director. And uh, so congratulations. And from what we understood, because we uh, talked a lot with the executive producers, um, the, the lovely married couple. That I love them. Is, They're from Canada. Me. What nice people. Pigeons, but nice people. What's a pigeon? A pigeon pigeons are nice people who put money in film. They're called pigeons or angels, depending. Oh, okay. Well, and it, you know, a pigeon is like somebody that you can get it's their money. A live one. Huh? Yeah, it's a live one. A live one. Well, what'd you think of of what's the face's uh, outfit? Oh my God, shameful! I was loving every minute of it. Oh, he's talking oh, about yeah. Caroline. Caroline Williams, like face oh pop. All she, her fishnet. We were doing we were doing selfies. And and uh, I was posing with her. I put my camera up, and I took one. And she's like, "Wait a minute! Don't forget the tits." I actually—that's <laughs> <laughs> my Caroline. <laughs> yeah. I love Caroline. Like, these these she's, girls, sixty-three years old, and they still got it. And she's right. Quiet. Absolutely, we're not supposed to say that. Well, she know, everybody she knows. Tells everybody. She tells. She everybody. does. She's well, like I'm you. seventy-nine. I'm going to be eighty in May. I don't give a shit. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I tell everybody my age. I don't care. Caroline yeah. and I really we have the, a handle on aging. Uh, Caroline's as so is my Loreen Landon. You know Loreen Landon? No. Gorgeous blonde, magnificent beauty. And so she's hang on. Up there. Before we move forward, first of all, you guys, this is Chris Browning, and if you don't recognize his face, like I recognized him as soon as we walked into the place, because he's been he's got such great body of work. He's really a, a phenomenal working actor. But I'm gonna brag for you because if you do it, it doesn't sound as cool as if right. I do. It sounds, sounds narcissistic. It sounds faggy and narcissistic. So you guys, you here's some of the people, and this is just some of them, because when I was going down as IMDb to pick out movies and stuff and write down some of the famous people he's worked with, the list was so long that if you look at my page, I couldn't write anything else, and I only got like halfway down the list. So, But, but here's some of the fabulous people he's had an opportunity to work with. Um, Gerard Butler, Titus Welliver, Mark Blucas, Will Smith, Joel Egerton, Numi Rapace. I don't know how you Rapace, I don't know how you pronounce it anyway. Ike Barinholtz, Jay Hernandez, Evan Rachel Wood, Jeffrey Wright, Ed Harris, Tandy Newton, James Marsden, Anthony Hopkins, Denise Richards, John Voigt, Stanley Tucci, Michael Bean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Forrest Whitaker, Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford, Olivia Wilde, Abigail Spencer, Paul Dano, Chloe Grace Moretz, Richard Jenkins, Denzel Washington, Thomas Jane, Ron Perlman, Christian Bale, Sam Worthington, Helen Helena Bonham Carter, Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, let's see up here in the front. John Bernthal, uh, Benjamin Bratt, 
Uh, Jeffrey Donovan, I was in a bunch of episodes of Burn, Burn, whatever. Nobody was, gets so a shit, Jimmy. That's Go why, on. That's why I put him on the list, though. Bruce Davison, John Hurd, which I loved, Heather Graham, Robert Patrick, and that's like half his list, you guys. The guys like work with every and major we, star we know on the a planet. Lot, we know a lot of these people. They've been on our show. Absolutely. And we've met them at So congratulations conference. on like, oh my God, like, like I've been in all these things. And the first question I have to, to, to bring up in discussion, because you, um, because you've been in so many main, like major, like huge blockbuster, like billions of dollar films. Um, and then you also do like these indie, like no budget, there's no money at all films. Like, how does that work for you? And like, do you, do you like working on the little indie films? And I mean, obviously you're always like, you're the star of them. Um, but like, how does that work for you? Cause it's such a big difference between going from something where it costs a hundred million dollars and going to something it, where they cost a hundred thousand. It's called being a, a wait, 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 let sure. him answer it. I'm going to answer it with him. Don't fuck you. I'm going to hit you with this no, mic right, right in the head. No. It's called being a big fish in a little pond sometimes or being a little fish in a big pond other times. Yeah, but he's actually a Am big I fish right? in a big pond most yeah. of the time. What he <laughs> said. Exactly. I mean, I, you know, people say, would you do, would you, would you, would you do little small little independent films? And I'm like, yeah, yeah if I can get one, you know, I mean, they're all the same. It's, it's for me, it's just about working. I did, I did two short films last, last year that, I did one this year. No. Yeah. Did one last fall. I did one this spring. There's no money in those. And I just like the script and I like being on set and I like working. And, and you know, one, one was about, about Alzheimer's and I got to play, uh, you know, a guy in his late sixties who had uh, Alzheimer's. That was like, yeah, I want to do that. Cause I've never done that, you know? And then, um, and the other one was about a man, a father who'd lost his mind over the over losing a daughter. That he he just has this this other reality that's, that that he's cho choosing to live in to avoid that grief. And you know, both things that I've never explored. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. You know, it's, it's, those are those are exercise films. They're wonderful to do when you yeah. have characters like that because you do broaden your horizons as an actor you go places that you normally wouldn't every right. actor wants a challenge i could play alzheimer's very easily i could just be myself so it really wouldn't be any acting <laughs> it would be the it would be, it would be an academy award performance <laughs> i love it you gotta like talk about it. okay so you did a movie wild card and the only reason i'm bringing this film up and i i watched the film but i don't remember who you are do you get killed in that do you get beat up by jason statham i just want to talk because <laughs> Jason Statham is his favorite, favorite action actor. person. I love Jason do you Statham. Get, do you get beat up by Jason Statham in it? Because we're going to watch it again if you do. Wait a minute. Is Jason nice? Is he a good guy, a regular buddy? The, the villain in it in it was the guy from, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from yeah, the, This from, Is Us. From This Is Us. Yeah, Villamelia. Yeah, Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah, that guy. Bitch of a name for show business. Yeah. But he's he was the he was the the villain in the movie and and uh, he myself and and an ex football player who's an amazing actor too he's a beast he makes me look like a toddler um, God what is his name if he watches this he'll kick my ass I got to find out who's well anyway we were the I'll look it up, wait I asked a question about Jason wait, 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 let him tell you about it. Tell we, him yeah you we know. were the we were the henchmen in it. And okay. that's so what I thought. We're the guys that answer the door when, when, uh, when he comes to the hotel and, and wants to, you know, get, get, 
compensated for what happened to his girlfriend and she got beat up, right? And, and uh, so they did a whole elaborate thing. Of course, you know, we, we, we're, it looks like we're gonna take Jason Statham away and, you know, put him in a dumpster somewhere, but he proceeds to, to tear up everybody in the room. And I got, I got beat up in a glorious way. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> my thing. My bio on, on social media says that guy who died in that movie you like, you know, that's, <laughs> that's kind of who I am. And, and they did a thing that with that uh, phantom camera that shoots like 700 frames a second. It's a super high. Right, 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 right. right. Which Ouch. makes me crazy. I hate that camera. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they brought that, that camera in and did a, and did a close up of him he headbutts me in the face and they just exploded my face. It was, it was all in slow motion. And then I get thrown through this shower door and, uh, he snaps my knee backwards. And there, there was a, it was, we spent a whole day just beating my ass up. It was <laughs> I have news for you. Jason could beat my ass up any day. <laughs> so wait, is the actor's name Matthew Willig? Yeah. Matt Willig. Yeah, he's a big dude. Well, he looks is, like a big is dude. Is Jason a nice guy off camera? Jason, yeah, real sweetheart, real nice guy. He looks like a bud, like he could be I a like buddy. I love it. I just think it's fabulous. So then, so one more real quick bragging thing, you guys, just to get an idea of some of the shows he's been on and movies he's been in. Uh, Angel has fallen, which we like have seen recently. Bosch, Bright, Last Rampage, uh, Shot Caller. Westworld, he's on Westworld, Agent Carter, he did an episode of Supergirl, an episode of Ray Donovan, which you get killed by John Voight in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know John for a long time. Wild Card with Jason Statham, you guys, he's on a bunch of episodes of Sons of Anarchy, The Philly Kid, which I liked a lot, I know that's an indie film, but it was good, Cowboys and Aliens, which is a great one, Let Love Me In, movie. the vampire movie with Chloe Grace Moretz, which is a remake of a foreign film, a fabulous yeah. movie. Excellent um, movie. The Book of Eli with Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington kills you too, I bet, right? Chloe Grace, Grace Moretz kills me too. Yeah. <laughs> You're just a killer. Kill a killer type. Uh, Dark Country and Termina Terminator Salvation. And you guys, and that's like 10 of like the 200. There are some really great films that I love a lot. Uh, John Voight, I know very well. And he was a very quiet guy, very intense. Uh, how did you find him? The same way? I, I, I just... I realized early on we we're going to be shooting this. You know, that was a that two days of shooting that scene around the pool. You know, was, right. I loved it on big productions where you know, on a small movie, we would have shot that in an hour and moved on. You know, but we shot for two days, and and John was just such a humble guy, and I, and I saw that he was going to let me just pumping for information the whole time I was there. I mean, I just was like, oh, my God, I got John Boyd sitting next to me for two days. Mm -hmm. I was asking him about deliverance and this and Jane Fonda and all this. It was, it was great. But, you know, he also, he has, he's, he has that thing where that all good actors have where they just, they're really not sure if it's working, you know? Like he would, right. take, he would do a take and then he'd ask me. Right, what do you think? How was that? I'm like, yeah. ask your fucking yeah. Oscar, John. Yeah. 
No, that, that, that's the insecure. I know John because uh, his daughter, Angie, Angelina Jolie, who was Angie Voigt, lived around the corner from we did. And my daughter Deirdre and Angie went to school and were best friends. So growing up, I met John many, many times. And I found him to be a very, very intense, quiet, introverted man who was a great actor. Yeah. Lousy father, but a great actor. <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> anyway, we don't want to say that. Well, I'm not lousy. He was not a loving man to Angie. He liked my daughter Deirdre better because <laughs> she she was funny and she would roll down the hill of Beverly Hills High and do crazy stuff. And John and Angie with Voight was very quiet. Angelina is I love Angie Voight, by the way. She's one of the nicest human beings in the world. You work with her, you're working with a pro and a sweetie pie. So she's, she's got a heart of gold that Angie, I love her. So let's move to a different idea. Like, so with all these accomplishments, do you still have to audition or do you get to just hire or do you just get hired? Oh, I audition. I, yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, once in a while I get offers, but they're for like, you know, little movies or, you know, shorts or, or you know, like I got an offer for green light, obviously it was just because it was a tiny, tiny movie. I mean, that movie was like 50 grand or something. And You're kidding. To shoot that film was 50000 And you watch, it's going to win awards all over the well, place. Well, yeah. You I know, Betty that. Davis auditioned. She didn't like it. She told me. They had the nerve, she said, to ask me to audition. I'm Betty Davis. I said, yeah, well, did you audition? She said, hell no. She said they could watch all of my 146 films or something. But she yeah. didn't like to. But they asked it. Somebody, one movie company asked Betty Davis to audition. She yeah. wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. I like love it. So, what are your uh, what what are some of your like most memorable or tell us a story of something that happened that maybe people don't know on one of your big projects that's fun and interesting well, and exciting. I got a couple, but one would probably be for me. For me, Book of Eli was a huge turning point for me because career wise, huh? Career-wise, as an actor, as an actor, I mean, I had character-wise, character-wise, just just in 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 belief in my abilities. You know, I've been I've been I'd had big roles in tiny movies. I'd had you know smallish, medium-ish roles in big movies. Like I'd already been in Three Ten to Yuma, um, which I was. I worked on that movie for five weeks and and learned a lot from Christian Bale, who was a total sweetheart and very, very generous to me with things that he'd been, he'd learned from other people like Michael Caine, but I can go into that story uh, later, but- uh, Michael's a wonderful person. I know Michael Caine. I don't know Michael Caine. But oh, I Michael Caine and his wife, they're delicious people. I knew them from years ago. Uh, Everybody in the chat room is saying how much they love Book of Eli too. So tell us why was Book of Eli the, the one that did, did it for you? Well, because like in, in 310 to Yuma, I basically, you know, I'm just, I'm just the out of focus deputy, you know, in the background. And I had one big scene where I burned alive and died in, uh. in the stage. <laughs> um, but that was, you know, that was just me and the stagecoach screaming my ass off, let me out of here. But um, in Book of Eli, I was opposite Denzel. Good actor in this big scene that shot for, for two or three days. And, and it's where me and my guys come up on him and in the, in the, on the road and try to rob him. And it doesn't yeah. go. I, and, I remember that. And I start, we, we just walk through a little rehearsal and 
and I'm hiding behind this sign with my guys, you know, and then he, he calls us out. He says that, you know, he can, he can smell, can smell us a mile away or something. And, and so I, my first line, we, we walked through the scene and I, and I talked to the, the director, it was the Hughes brothers and, and Alan Hughes is the one that's really talking to the actors. And Albert Hughes is the one who's really kind of trying to cut it together in his head. He stays in the video village and he's kind of, you know, you're looking at the shots. And so Alan, I go up to Alan after the rehearsal and I said, I feel like, cause my first line is what you got there in that pack. And I'm like, I'm way up here on the hill. I got to come down the hill, walk down the road. <clears throat> you know, it's all that time passes before I can even tell that he's got a pack on. I feel like I should be saying some shit at the top of the scene too. And he just gave me the green light. He's like, man, you feel like saying something, just say it. So that's Gen generous actor, deck director, oh, generous director. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, uh, so I was just hiding behind that sign for two days going, Ooh, I know what I'll do, you know? And, and I tried something new and then I try something new and the next do something else. And, and, uh, Albert Hughes is going crazy. He's talking to his brother, how are we going to cut this together? He's all over the map. This time he's singing and dancing and he's using his, his walking stick like a cane and, and like a like a top hat and cane thing. And this one, he's he's going completely crazy. And in this one, he's using it like a gun. And and and, and Alan said, just let him go, man. Just just let him go. It'll work. And and so that's that's what happened. And then then I had people like a friend of mine, Mike McCarty, who's a big makeup, uh, special effects makeup guy. He goes, hey, did you hear Denzel? And because Denzel didn't really talk to me because he's all in his character. And, you know, there's a, he's, he's probably not trying to see me because he's unable to see, you know, whatever. So he would just go back to one after each take and just be over there. There was no how you doing, where are you from, nothing like that for three days. But he would talk to me if it was like, hey, on this take, I'm not going to say that line, so don't wait for it. And I'd say, cool. Um, but he goes, did you hear that? And I go, no, what? He said, Denzel was walking back to, to one after that last take, and he looked over his shoulder at the director and, he, and, and pointed at you, and he said, that guy's good. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you need. That's all you need. You didn't need much more. <laughs> You know, a movie that you were in that I really enjoyed was Aliens and Cowboys. Cowboys and Aliens. Cowboys and Aliens. I thought it would be a lemon and a bomb with the title. I mean, give me a break, Aliens and back in the Old West. But I really enjoyed it, and everybody in it was good. It was a good film. What have you got to tell us about the fun of that film? A lot of CGI in that film. That that film was just, I'd never been on a you know $200 million movie before. I The money that they spent, they... We, we shot at Bonanza Creek outside of Santa Fe, which I'd done several other projects there. 310 to Yuma, that's where, the, that's where that was shot. But it's this big Western town, it's got two crossroads, right? They lit the entire town. So like, they didn't have to change, they have to, to wait to move lights. It was just- so Camera setups, light setups. The whole, the whole town was surrounded by cranes with lights. So it was always lit. And they had these cables running down this street and then down this street that, that were suspended like 20 feet in the air between cranes. And they had these high-speed motor vehicles on them that were just, they just go 60 miles an hour down the, down the street. And, and then and they had lights coming out of them and stuff, you know, and they would just paint the ships on, the, the spaceships on later. 
and they had it all set up so when that that laser hits that wagon it explodes and when it hits that house it burns down you know it was unbelievable and it's oh, i would have loved to be on that set and we're supposed to be getting attacked by aliens and the horses are freaking out and of course, the horses really were freaking out because there's these things going down the middle of the road. On them. So they, we, the horses didn't have to act at all. But basically, that was that was uh, six weeks of of going to work, and say, they're saying, "Here's your horse, here's your gun, there's your boss, Harrison Ford. Go to work." And so, you know, I I would I'd still be I'd still like to be on that show today, and that was ten years ago. I love it. Great movie. I, I totally enjoy it. And whenever it's on TV, I watch it just because of the effects were so good. And it was a very clever idea. It was different for a Western. Absolutely. Yeah. And you were good. Everybody was good in the movie. You know, so many movies are, 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 are very good films, but the actors are not so great. Every, every, every now and then you get a good story with great actors. And that was one of them. Like last night, we saw a Judy with the Renee. She's outstanding. I'm voting for her, by the way, for Best Actress of the Year. Her performance is nonstop in every scene, imitating Judy Garland as best as she could. Exhausting work. I know what she had to go through. God knows how many takes they had to do on her scenes. Uh, for that alone, she should win the Oscar because it was a uh, go see Judy. I'm not a fan of Judy Garland's, you know, but I loved the movie and I loved her in it. So wait a second. Do you go because uh, you're in a lot of action films when you're like sitting around watching films? Do you watch all kinds of films or are you because you're an action star kind of person? Do you mo- no, I'm not a, I don't I'm not a big action guy. I haven't seen Angel Has Fallen yet and I'm in it. Yeah, well, that's okay. I did three films I haven't seen myself in it yet either. <laughs> so, you know, I shot one way back in September. Something's coming out now, Halloween, I think, uh, one of my You movies. saw Angel is Fallen. Yeah, I love I love that movie. We love all kidding? those movies. Well, I love them. And I like the fact that you got thrown through the shower. I hated you. Well, I, now, which one was that? Where they break into the hotel room and Jason beats the shit oh, no, out of That's different. That's different. What movie was that? That's Wild Card. That's wild card. Oh, I like that movie. I love when Jason knocks everybody around. <laughs> it's my fan. He has a thing for Jason. No, no, it's my fan. I'm from Brooklyn. We like to knock people around. So, you know, it's my fantasy to be young and able to kick the shit out of 10 men in a room. <laughs> so have you done any films where you're like just like a romantic lead, like Hallmark kind of movie? Or not no, yet? No. I I, uh, I mean, the, the, the most, the tamest character that I probably play is I, I play... Uh, Eliza Taylor's father on the 100. That's okay, the, yeah, that's a TV show. Yes, yeah, I didn't actually see that show. Yeah, but I could make a prediction, and here's my prediction: after I get through with Jessica, she's gonna because she casts everybody. You know, she's a big casting agent. She's going to cast you in a movie with her, playing her romantic lead. <laughs> I guarantee it. You're going to have to kiss and make out with her for hours. Poor, you <laughs> okay. poor man. You poor little thing. You know who Anita Ekberg is, the movie star from years ago? Anita Ekberg? Yeah. That's who Jessica looks like, and she's oh, yeah. built like her. Jessica's boobs are real, and they are huge. I mean, she's one sexy, gorgeous blonde. Oh, if you, you had lunch with her. You know who she is. I had lunch with her. Yeah. They're so- huge. Yeah, they're huge. Okay. So. No, she's definitely going to cast you as her romantic lead. Probably okay. a nude scene. Uh-huh. Tell me. Tell me. What? 
I will. I will. I now that you're on. single, we didn't know. Jimmy's blew it. Oh, I, 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 no, I, I said you were married. No, I said to Jessica, he's coming on in four minutes. I'm going to fix you up with him. So she said, oh, please do. I think he's sexy and gorgeous. And then Jimmy said, no, he's married. He's got three kids. Why well, look on your Instagram and you well, have all those kids? So, I, so, said I, to, so <laughs> I said, so what? <laughs> you know, I, I have a lot of married friends with three kids and they play. I love, though, all the stuff you post about your kids on Instagram and stuff. Like, you seem like a, a really, like, fabulous father. Uh, yeah, that's my, that's my best thing. Yeah, kids are the only reason, boy. I got two daughters, and they're my reasons to live. So, okay, so you're, why are you, okay, first of all, you guys, if you want to follow Chris on uh, Instagram and Twitter, he's Hijack Leader. It's H-I-J-A-C-K-L-E-A-D-E-R. And, like, how do we get that as a Twitter handle? It's the same. No, but I know, but like, why? I mean, you're Chris Browning. Okay. Why are you hijacked? Okay. <laughs> that's where that. That's where that story was coming from. That that uh, that was my character name on Book of Eli. Oh, that was a good movie. That's so ever since ever since that day, it was like, wow, you can you've done stuff in small movies that you're proud of, but you've never been, and you've been in big movies, but not really opposite powerhouse actors. And you just spent you spent two days ha holding your own with Denzel Washington. You can do anything. Let me tell you something. So he's hijack leader. That's let me hilarious. Let me tell you. I was 19. My first movie, Tab Hunter, Sophia Loren. Hello? You want to get bigger than that? Back in 1959, they were super duper stars. And I found them to be as lovely as anybody else. So I'm not afraid of celebrity or big stars at all. Uh, well, they're just people. Reason, they're just people who people who act. You know, we go to a cold factory which stinks, and we have to work ninety thousand hours with sometimes unscrupulous directors. But um, would you say that? What's your favorite? What's your best work? Let's go there. Mm. Your very best work when oh, you that you think is your when best. You, yeah that when you say to yourself, "Gee, you did a fucking great job." Wow. Oh, you know. I like what I did in, in, in last rampage. What'd you do? I'm not familiar I, with that one. I, I, it was a true crime story I did with Robert oh, and Heather Graham. And, and I was a, uh, a serial killer on the run. Oh, good. We, it was a true story. These guys escaped prison in 1970. Oh, I have to, what's the name of the film? It's called the last rampage. The oh, escape I want to of see it. How, how can we, oh, let's look at it yeah, tomorrow I night. I want to watch it tomorrow night. Uh, when, when it, we got it. I never understood why they called it that. Why is it called The Last Rampage Escape of Gary Tyson when Gary Tyson and whatever, Paul Greenblatt or whatever my name was, we both escaped. And oh, I was I want you know, to see a, a convicted serial killer. He was like a check forger who killed a guard and got life doing that. Well, they named the movie after him and not you. Well, <laughs> Boy, I would love to play a serial killer in a nursing home. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, first of all, if you want to see the movie The Last Rampage, The Escape of Gary Tyson, it stars along with Chris Browning, Robert Patrick, Bruce Davison. I love Bruce Davison. Heather Graham and John Hurd. That must have been one of his nearest last movies, too, because he passed it. away. Yeah, he was a brilliant actor. Brilliant, brilliant actor. It was on Netflix. Now it's on Amazon. So and how could we, Jimmy, how could we get that? Amazon. It's free. Uh, Thursday night, I don't give it, I'll pay for it. Thursday night, Thursday night, we're watching it because I want to see you, number one, but I love serial killer movies. I That's love good. them. 
Okay, so who's on your bucket list? Because we've got four minutes left. You've already worked. Oh, with wait, Mike. I want to say one thing, then you okay. can have it. Oh, shit. Please, when you marry Jessica, invite me to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> now go, Jim. Okay, so like your bucket list, you've already got I me mean, because the list of people that you've worked with. If you could work with anybody living or dead, who's like the male and female on your bucket list of, oh my gosh, I'd love to be that. And then while you're thinking about that, another quick answer is if you could have been in every, any movie ever made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in and why? Butch and Sundance. Oh, wow. What movie? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Really? That, that film was. And who would you want to be, Butch Cassidy or the Sundance Kid? Sundance. <laughs> I don't know that that film is so fabulous or that character was. I'd like to see you in something far greater than that. That's his, 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 his bucket list. No, I know that. Oh, I'm disagreeing with them. I think that was a minimal role. I'm I mean, it was, you're, you're making it sound like which which one would it would you have liked to have been? Uh, that would have been a nonstop thrill ride. Playing <laughs> cowboy with Paul Newman for six months, you know. Uh, absolutely. Uh, All right, and then who's who's on your bucket list? Challenge goes. I mean, it was you know I would have, you know, if I could have if I could have played. Um, R.P. McMurphy in, in Cuckoo's Nest, you know? I'd uh, like to see you as James Bond, something like that. You could do James Bond. He'd be a great James Bond. Are you kidding? We'll do that. Huh? <laughs> what, you wouldn't play? You wouldn't Absolutely. No, he says we'll do that. Oh, okay, yeah. so who is it? Who I are mean, the, that's what I would like to see. Who's the James male and Bond. female? Who's the male and female actress and actor that you, that, ha that you haven't had a chance yet to work with that you would like to work with if you had an opportunity? Living, living or dead, huh? Yeah, it could be anybody. I mean, well, if, you should pick somebody living, though, because if you pick somebody living, there's a chance it'll happen. Well, and Jessica, Jessica <laughs> picked Marilyn Monroe. This would be is definitely Clint Eastwood. Okay, Clint Eastwood. Uh, he retired. You can't have him. That's he okay. Retired yeah, he'll he, be he back. Just, he just, no, he won't. He's not feeling too hot. Okay, go ahead. And a female. Well, that was the thing that broke me up about Paul Newman. I really wanted to work with Paul Newman. You know, it's like I gotta, I gotta get there because they're all dying off. Yes, I never met Paul, but I know Joanne. And I'd like to work with Robert Redford. And um, jo uh, yeah, Robert Redford. Joanne Woodward is absolutely the most together woman I have ever met in my life. She's totally, totally together. There's no loose strings with her. So I'm sure that Paul was the same way in private world because in order to live with Joanne, you have to be straight laced and very proper because you know Joanne Woodward is that way. Natasha Hensridge. Oh, I love her. Who? Actually, we're going to have her come on the who, show. Who, who, I think who, who, I tweet who? with her. Natasha Hensridge. Do I know, you know her? her? Yeah. Cause she's in species and you saw species. She plays the species. Did I think she was a good actress. Yeah. And she's gorgeous too. Oh, good. She's a friend. We did a movie last year called the unhealer down in Arizona. It hasn't come out yet. And we met on that and became instant friends. And it was cool because I used to get to tell, I got to tell her that, you know, back in the, in, when the species days, when, when all of, you know, the other college guys and shit, whatever, or wherever you're having that drunken beer argument about who the hottest chick is. And everyone's talking about Kim Basinger and, and, you know, whatever. Mine was always Natasha Hensridge. And then, and here, in fact, you got to actually make a movie with her. This is her house. I mean, right now. Oh, is it really? So you is she there? Wait, Tell wait, her wait. hi. Are you dating her? Are you dating her? This is no. So no. what are you doing in her house? Are you burglaring it? Are you robbing it? <laughs> so I'm just keeping an eye on things I've down here for. 
Oh, oh, I love it. All right, hold on, because we're out of time. Everybody, this is Chris Browning. Uh, in January, his film, Greenlight's going to come out. You've heard all the films we've talked about. He's in. Go see all of them. Follow One on, hell of an actor, folks. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter at HijackLeader, H-I-J-A-C-K-L-E-A-D-E-R. From the Book of Eli, we want to thank you for coming on. I'm going to email you because we got an event coming up maybe you might like to come to. And we want to thank you for coming on the show. And when you have anything to promote, we'll bring you back. We'll bring you on as the earlier guest so we have more time. And I hope you have the good for Whatever it is, I want to go. I hope, awesome. Wait, uh, hang on. I hope you have the good fortune to work with Angelina Jolie one day. I would love, love to see the two of you on screen. I would love it. I love it too. All you right, never Chris, know. It may thank happen. you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Take have a care, great Chris. time and good luck and congratulations. And everybody else, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. See you on the next red carpet, babe. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.